Is that a machete in your pocket, sir, or are you just happy to see me? I'm just saying, why wouldn't you check the back seat? I'm just not here for it. I kind of enjoyed the axe to the face. Ooh, hey there, Mr. Monster. So, chill or kill? Let's let's get to work. Oh, you telling me to get to work today? You better work, 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 work. work, 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 work. I'm into it. You know what I thought she said, or she was saying, like in those in those lyrics. What? For the longest time, like I still don't know what she says. I don't I don't know that it is of this language of the English language, but now I just sing work, 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 work. A symbiotic work, work. <laughs> it's not right. Okay, I don't think that that is correct. Like a symbiote, like Star Trek. Okay. It's gonna be a hard T. Okay, I don't think that's correct. But... Okay, you guys, I told Kenny about a fabulous idea earlier today, and he thought it was dumb, but I'm gonna share it with you guys because I know that you all can appreciate my visionary spirit. What fucking idea? So, I had an idea to like open a hair salon and call it like make it space themed that's important that's important detail and call it star track <laughs> so that you can go get your tracks did at the star track and he didn't like it he didn't like that idea can you fucking believe that well shit? you know what i i let's workshop it it's all right as we say <laughs> You know what? Send me an email at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com and we will go into business together. Listen, I feel like we've got some explaining to do. Or maybe no explaining at all. Maybe, Y'all missed us last week, didn't you? Maybe the fuck we don't. <laughs> we don't have to explain ourselves. This is our show. Uh, true. That's true. No, we're just, you know, having growing pains, what have you. We're like moving into a new space mm-hmm. for recording and, you know ultimately it will be good you guys might have noticed a little bit of reverb on the last episode i know kenny tried to take a lot of it out but we're fucking with sound ultimately to sound better for you for your ear holes so just bear with us because we got a lot of technical bullshit going on and y'all know that we don't really do great with technical bullshit no we don't have a tech person because once again as i will remind you we are not the tech we We are are the the talent. talent specifically the trash talent trying to do tech so you know trying what it's tech, a fucking yeah. learning curve it's a learning mountain that's the one thing when we had our live show that i was just so in awe of oh my god was we that had the tech. people Ooh. that had that new tech and were able to just like pinpoint a problem and just solve it fucking amazing without the help of google fucking amazing or youtube tutorial <laughs> you know what's so funny is that anytime uh, soundboard I need... operator meredith i right. love you you left me girl i'd propose marriage to you to get you here <laughs> to lock it down keep you keep you here with me that's the thing anytime you need help with something or at least with me i'm always like trying to google and watching a youtube video but i'm always looking for the shortest youtube video for real yep 
I'm looking for help, but not that much help. I just need you to show one me that's exactly like five minutes and three seconds long, and I'm like, mm, you know what? Too much no. of an investment. <laughs> you because you get halfway in, and then they're fucking like trying to do some bullshit that you nope. ain't even trying to do. They're trying to do it the right way. Yeah. Not yep. the right now way. <laughs> and that's what we're about. We want short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> yes. And that's kind of what the show right here is all about. That is what the show is all about. I'm loving it. You're yes. really on this week. Yes, I'm trying to be. Anyway. You, had that, you had that vacation. A little bit. So, you know, you yes. on. So, we watched a film about a clown and... His name was Stitches, and that's the name of the uh, the movie. You can find yes. it on Netflix. Yes. From uh, I think that was a recommendation. It was. Wasn't it? It was a recommendation from Denise. So thank you, Denise, for the recommendation. She emailed us uh, at the Hunter Heart Podcast at gmail.com and um, recommended that we watch this movie for Netflix and Kill. So this is a listener recommendation. We love your recommendations. We have had a couple people email recommendations. We're all about it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, it probably would have taken us a while to get to this one. If it hadn't been recommended, because I hadn't seen it pop up yet. I think it was in my recommended like list, but it probably would have taken me a minute. So I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it on Netflix for a while, but it's just one of those things that I was like, eh. I'll I just didn't look it. at it. Like, yeah, nah. like, I'll get to it. Um, because it's also like a clown film. So it's like one of those things where it's like, all right, like... You know, I thought that I thought originally that I had seen this before, uh, but I hadn't because it sort of reminded me of um, there's a couple of shorts uh, on YouTube that you can watch that have um, that kind of has the same idea. There's also the movie Clown uh, itself about the guy who turns into like an evil demon clown. Um, So I was kind of like, eh, you know, it's clown. Yeah. You know, what's that uh, well, what's that saying? It's like I think, dime a dozen. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of clown iterations and when when you're up against any clown movie is automatically compared to it. And when you're up against Tim fucking Curry as it, like I feel like you're already at a disadvantage, you know? Or even the Scars Guard. Oh yeah, Bill Skarsgård <laughs> did a fucking amazing job. I loved him as well. Like Can so, you fucking move your eyeball like that? Right. Like I feel like or even um, it's already been done so well that it's it's a big challenge to take on a clown movie. Or even Art the Clown from Terrifier. Even Art the Clown, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a challenge. So I guess, and and Art kind of teaches us this lesson lesson too. I don't know why the I'm slashing? very slashing. Slashing. Arch kind of I don't know why I'm like a Swedish instructor today. Um, <laughs> But no, art kind of teaches us this lesson. Less, I did it a fucking Damn. again. I'm not editing this. No, this isn't the edited show. <laughs> you did too much editing on the last episode. Um, lesson. So the lesson we can take away from Art the Clown is that, you know, even though there have been a ton of clown movies, it is still possible to do a clown movie and have it be unique and have it be its own thing and kind of have it be on successful on its own, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yes. And um, I guess we should talk a bit about plot before we get too far into what we thought of the movie. Yes. Um, so now that the yee-yee trucks have blown by. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they're going to be. You guys, there's this fucking. There he goes again. Is there like a pack of them or is it one dude driving back and forth on the I road? don't know. He's there he really, goes. They definitely heard that. I'm fairly certain you heard He's really 
proving something. Anyway, thank you, Yee Yee Truck. <laughs> Love you. You seem to have followed us. <laughs> we <laughs> tried moving away, but you have followed us. Anyway, so it's a 2012 film. And what's funny to me is that they classified this film as a psychological horror comedy fantasy film. You know what? That's exactly the classification I would give this movie. I don't know that I would put psychological in there, though. That's true. Psychological makes me think of um, smart. Yeah. Intelligent. <laughs> and um, I just don't know that that accurately describes I just feel like that's film. an angle that we're not necessarily approaching it from. No. But definitely hard horror comedy fantasy, for sure. Yes. Horror comedy, fantasy, dark comedy, black comedy, whatever you want to call it. Um, directed by Connor McMahon and starring Ross Noble, uh, Tommy Knight, and Jim Lee Devereaux in some of the lead roles. And I have to say that, like, Ross Noble, I may have walked away from this film with a slight crush on you. <laughs> As the clown? Yeah. I'm, I might have. I mean, definitely not. Like, we're not talking about, like. We're not talking about it level crush. You know what I mean? Like mm. Bill Skarsgård, come on. Come on. I'm ready. Anytime yeah. you need. But yeah, I might I might have a slight crush. Wait, you, well, you didn't stalk him like you He's did the fine. guy at Murder Party, did you? Uh, I, I have not yet. Okay. I have been a busy woman. Uh, <laughs> will I keep to not having done that? I don't know. Got it. Uh, I'm fairly certain he has a wife and, and, and children. So, so it sounds like you've stalked him. <laughs> then um well i no i have i was researching okay for the episode oh, all right okay mm-hmm. sure <laughs> yes sure. i was no i was researching for the episode katie i'm professional okay <laughs> unlike prof- you i'm also a professional who happens to be friends with a man she saw in a horror film on linkedin okay well <laughs> <laughs> linkedin is a professional network <laughs> Someone tried to add me on LinkedIn the other day, and I'm like, what? What? I don't get on there. <laughs> what the fuck? Got a fucking email. Anyway, um, not important. So uh, I guess do we want to go into, do you want to give a, a high-level overview of what the plot is? Yes. So um, the film opens to some very romantic cheek slapping. Not those cheeks. <laughs> uh, and... We see this clown who's kind of like fed up and over it. He's pretty he's pretty done. And he's on his way to a kid's birthday party. He shows up to the birthday party. He uh is performing and the children are just absolutely horrible. Fucking monsters. Yeah, they're 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 what I imagine when I think about having children. And that's the reason why I don't have children. Mm-hmm. But uh Except for Dana. <laughs> Except for all of our listeners' children, because all of your children are angels. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, anywho, uh, he shows up at this kid's party. He performs for the kid party. Uh, they're really horrible, and a series of unfortunate events happens that ends up killing the clown. Mm-hmm. And he's buried. Uh, we flash forward three years. The kids are now like grown up to a really no, weird six level. Years. Was it six years? Yeah, it was six years. Okay, I was thinking it was three, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, we went from like like five years old to like fucking teen." It still was too much of a jump. I feel like in uh, ages they were about like maybe maybe eight years old. Were they seven, eight? Okay, so eight so plus they six is eight. what? That's still like fourteen. Fifteen. I feel like we were looking at like 
16, 17 year olds. Actually, no, they said. They said that the main boy is 16. Yeah, so maybe, so they would have been like 10 years old. I don't yes. know. I don't remember the exact uh, age on his birthday cake. Yeah, I mean, don't, best to not look at anything too closely when it comes to this film. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we follow, um, we follow the main character who, uh, kind of has always been fixated on his name is Tommy. He's always been fixated on this clown who died at his birthday party. So he has this like treehouse where he watches through a telescope. It's actually pretty creepy. Uh, both the house of the girl that he's interested in and the graveyard where the clown is buried. And he um, he is having some kind of party because his friends are or his parents are out of town. And that night the clown comes back to life as a creepy undead zombie clown and wreaks havoc upon the entire party. And the if you're asking where the fantasy element comes in, there shortly after the clown's burial, Tommy stumbled into this like weird secret clown society meeting uh, where they all had little eggs where their faces, their clown makeup faces, were painted on these eggs. And that is supposed to be the key to their immortality. Is that, did they take that from actual, like, lore? Is that a thing? I've never heard of that. I'm not going to say that it doesn't exist. Uh, I I don't think that it is a widespread practice in clowning nowadays. I've never heard of it. And as you know, I have done a clowning workshop before. (laughs) I am somewhat of a professional. You are a clown. Uh, (laughs) No, I just play one on TV. Um, But I've never heard of that. I've never heard of the uh, egg thing. I'd be interested I, to look into that to see if it is a thing. I kind of did look like into a, it, and I couldn't. I couldn't find anything that kind of. I couldn't find anything related to that. Interesting. So I, it may be like if some you are a clown in a secret clown society that paints their faces on eggs to uh, sustain their immortality. Send us an email. Let us know. Hauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Go for it. You got to put it the in front of it, though. If you just email Haunted Heart Podcast, we don't know I where said the fuck the your email Heart. will go. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so that's yes. a basic plot for you. That's kind of how, that's the path that the movie takes. However, the plot, uh, certainly in this case, is just like a small portion of what makes this movie the spectacle that it is. I don't think the plot really mattered at no. all. No. The like, plot was very clearly designed just to line up um, what it is moments. that you. They had a strict set of ideas that they wanted to uh, that they wanted to do, and I just feel like the plot was just in support of like the moments in the film that they knew they wanted to produce or you know to create, and so it's very dark comedy, very very dark comedy. Um, and it's not something that you would want to go into, like I said, thinking that it's something psychological. It's not. You're just going to watch the film and just enjoy it for what it is. You're going to enjoy it for its, uh, uh, one-liners and, uh, and it's, and it's, and it's kill scenes. Yeah. So this is, um, and I know, I think we talked about this. I forget what, what movie was it that we watched where I talked about Grand Guignol? About, Uh, like, horror that is, like... So, I wish I could remember the film that we watched. Was it, it wasn't um, Buzzkill, was it? Not yes. Buzzkill. Was it Buzzkill? It I was. I think it may have been Buzzkill, yes. But this is an even better example. Was it so Buzzkill? I think, <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw. But I'm with you. You know what, I, I was with you. Buzzkill. I'm here. I'm here for it. 
uh, Velvet Buzzsaw is the is the Netflix and Kill that I first talked about this on. But uh, it it is over the top gore and like fantasy horror, and it comes from a school of called Grand Guignol where the whole point is to be so over the top. Grand Guignol was actually carried out with puppets, but it was like basically puppet theater, huge puppets, like 10 times the size of regular puppets who were doing puppet theater. But it's like horrifically gory, like super body. There's like puppet sex scenes. Like it's kind of like, um, uh, oh, what is it? Team America, oh. sort of, but like more over the top. Mm. But the whole point was to shock you as the viewer out of your normal frame of reasoning and your normal, like, logical ways of putting things together and thinking. Um, and this movie very much was a great example of Grand Guignol because it's just so, like, ridiculously over the top that it just jars you completely out of trying to make sense of the movie whatsoever. Because, like, we kind of went into it like you do any movie, like trying to make sense of the events that are happening. And Mm -hmm. then probably about, I would say we were probably about a quarter of the way through where we literally just threw up our hands and we were like, okay, like whatever. Like we kept looking at each other throughout and we were like, what? (laughs) Yeah, not even, I wouldn't even say a quarter of the way in. I would say like maybe 10 minutes in. Yeah, you just, you just give up. You just, you just stop. Um, And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're not enjoying it, but you're just not trying to organize it the way it, with the same patterns of thought that you organize most everything else. Yeah, I mean, you just come to. Re- it's one of those things where you just have a moment where you realize, it, okay, so this is what this it's is just what a it ride. is. Yeah, it's just a ride, and right. you're just here for it. It's right. not something that you want to that you think like, okay, I got to figure out, or I've got to like try to reason, or like have even a backstory or a history about like like we're talking about the fucking eggs, like. Probably yeah. not even a fucking thing. I do want to go but. back to that, though. I do I do feel like I should go back to the eggs because that's actually... I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> that's actually, that is actually a thing. Oh. It's how uh, stage performers... And this is why I, as a uh, semi-professional clown, was not aware of this. Uh, professional clowns, the way that they make sure that uh, no two clowns have the same like face, have the same makeup, is they paint their face on an egg. They paint their makeup on an egg. So the egg system is actually like a thing. The Smithsonian Magazine did an article on it, and it's the clown egg registry. So it actually has dozens of eggs that have um, like clown faces painted on them to ensure that the likeness of no two clowns are identical. So that's actually a thing that they took and kind of turned into this like immortality. And the tradition actually goes all the way back to the 1940s. Interesting. Yeah. So clown secret society. Yeah. So they they took what's a real thing, which is the clown egg makeup registry, right? And turned it into this sort of like weird immortality thing. The fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. They gave you the fantasy. They they gave you full fantasy, full clown <laughs> fantasy, full murder clown fantasy. Yes. That's yes, a category yes, yes. I want to see on RuPaul's Drag Race. Murder clown uh, realness. Murder clown realness. I think we could slay that. Go for it. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so. I'm looking at you, DC ball scene. <laughs> Give us right. the ball we can really turn out. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, and there's our friends, the police. <laughs> <laughs> I promise we. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Yeah. It's not us this time. But we might know who did if the price is right. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So, um reviews were a little mixed. I I could have <laughs> gathered. Yes. Reviews were a little mixed. Um so it uh currently has a uh 40 well 43% on the tomato meter. Okay. That's low. Is it? It is. It's low for what we've uh, looked at, I feel like. I, I I mean, not the lowest, though. Certainly not the lowest, no. Certainly, no, it is not. Um, is it higher than that fucking, like, art house movie? What was what was that? Murder Party? Is it higher than Murder Party? Uh, I, I don't think Murder Party had a tomato meter. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, so, yes. Um, some reviews, and I will, I will give uh, two examples. One of a negative, one of a positive. Uh, so one said it somehow wasn't funny or scary enough, though I do have to admit it is always more than revolting enough. Hmm. That's fair. So the the movie does have, um, like Katie was talking about the Grand 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 Guignard, whatever, whatever, bullshit. Um, it's over the top scenes are mostly very like gory. Yeah. And very, um, there's a lot, there's like a head that explodes at one that point. That was actually amazing. The highlight, for me, that was the highlight of the film. It was very, it was scary, but in a different way than I have been, ever been scared before, I think. Yeah. It was scary in its, in its grotesqueness itself. Mm-hmm. You and know? there was a, um, and there was also a scene where a kid got his fucking skull opened by a goddamn can opener. Yep. That. Uh, also, you know, we rip, we kick off some heads, we rip off some arms, we rip off a dick at one point. That was pretty funny, actually. That <laughs> um, was pretty good. So. And then he, like, kisses the nuts. Yeah, that wasn't even the murder clown. That, that was wasn't, a different that clown. Was, that was, I guess that was the psychological part of it. Ah, uh, okay. With it was it. a vision that he was having. With and it. That he was having, uh, thinking that it was the clown. With it. Um, I mean, I guess a, a, a potential psychological angle that we could take, and now I think this is maybe us layering some things onto the movie itself. What if the killer clown didn't exist, and Tommy is just a crazy fuck who just murdered all his friends? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's a psychological element. Possibly. You never Maybe know. all the fantasy stuff is not real and he just is actually a fucking monster. It could be. But I'm going to say no. I think it's probably a little it's too deep. It's probably not. A little bit a little too, too deep, deep for, for what this we're film, dealing honey. with here. Uh, and then uh, another critic says, uh, Stitches has all the makings of a perfect cult classic, Effortle- effortlessly blending comedically dark clown work by Ross Noble with grade A horror shenanigans. Plus, you can't ignore that distinctively schlocky 80s feel. Yeah, I I would agree with that one. I don't know that I necessarily got a lot of the 80s f- feel from it. Um, I think it was a little, that was the one thing about the film is that I think they were trying to like put in that like 80s slasher. Um, but I just felt that it was misplaced. I kind of didn't, have a, I didn't, okay, so I didn't really feel the, I didn't get an 80s vibe from it, but I also didn't get that they were trying to put an 80s vibe on it. Like I just kind of. 
if you say that it did have a distinctive 80s vibe, like I can kind of sort of see it, I guess, after the fact. But when you're watching it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like that. No, me. I mean, you have that song that they put in it, Dying in Your Arms Tonight. True. But I think that that was mostly just like a pun. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I love that fucking song. You could you could literally put that song, Di- I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight, in any movie. And I would be like, fuck yeah. Put it in the middle of a rom-com. I'm yeah. down for it. Put it in the middle of a very sad, sad, dramatic film about yeah. bone cancer. I'm here for it. <laughs> like <laughs> Cutting crew appreciates you, Katie. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and another critical reception was uh, Starburst rated at 6 out of 10 stars. But uh, other than that, I can kind of see where it can be mixed. Um, cult status? I don't know. I don't know that I would give it that yet. I don't... I think it depends on the cult, you know? (laughs) As always. But really, seriously. I mean, there are films that have cult status. Donnie Darko is a perfect example. I know it's a little bit bit smidgen outside the horror realm. It's like horror adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, But Donnie Darko is a cult classic for everybody, right? Yeah. It's... It's one of those movies that, like, people from all different walks of life kind of come back to and, like, center around, and it's a great movie. And especially when you're, like, 17 or whatever and just learning about the world, like, all the twists of that movie are fucking amazing. Like, I remember I made everybody watch it. I was really annoying about it. Um, (laughs) What was the other one that was really popular? Um, I feel like I'm going to mispronounce the name. Requiem. Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. Is that a cold classic? Is it? I feel like it is. I don't know. It may be. I don't know. You tell us. I feel like it you is. You tell us. I just think maybe we knew some really distinctive people. <laughs> I don't know that that's for everybody. But basically the point that I'm trying to make here is like, so we have cult classics that are cult classics for everybody. Think your Rocky Horror Picture Show, Clue, that type of movie where mm-hmm. it's it's clearly for everyone. This movie very clearly, distinctly, and purposefully is not for everyone. Stitches, if it does, like, attain cult classic status, it will be a small cult. It will not be, like, accessible for everybody just because not everybody is up to that level of gore. Not everybody is up to that level of fantasy either. And I think that that's really the key. Um, People can take a lot of over-the-top, like, ridiculous gore. Yeah. A lot better than they can take ridiculous fantasy. Like, completely unapologetic, like... We're just taking you on a ride on this movie. Don't ask for explanations. Don't ask for logic. Like, just follow us down this rabbit hole and see where it goes. Yeah. Like, just have fun. Yeah. Like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. True. We're a fantasy podcast. A fantasy. <laughs> um, no, but but really, truly, I think that that's an issue for us, especially in America. That's an issue for us is that we don't respond to that message of like, hey, follow us down this rabbit hole and see where it goes. Right. We want to, we want everything to make logical sense. We want things to lock, line up. We want things to kind of like, if there is an element of fantasy, it has to be at least somewhat grounded and rooted in reality. That's why we always hear um, like shitty little, like on any scary movie or whatever that has to do with the paranormal that you watch, there's always like the shitty little explanation as to like why that like roots it in some sort of logic, mm-hmm. why something's haunted or why whatever. Whereas we don't really get that in this. We're like, yeah. look, they paint their fucking faces on eggs. They get together in this fucking castle. And that's it. Like, 
now there's a murderous clown. Yeah. Watch this kid's head explode, you know? Yep. And I just don't think that that is received very well by most of the viewing public. So I don't think that it will get cult classic status on the scale of something like Rocky Horror or something like that. But I think it could achieve cult classic status within like the tight knit community of horror. Like underground cult classic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Very, very niche cult classic. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe, maybe cult classic for people who like clown films. Yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely think it has a place within clown horror. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that it's the party uh, room. One of the things that I think that you mentioned, which makes me um, really enjoy doing this like mini series, is that you talked about like you know leading you down a rabbit hole, which yeah. is what I sort of uh, feel like. You know, the people who give us these, um, you know, suggestions do. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Denise led us down this rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and you know what? We're better for it. Yeah, for sure. No, I thought I thought it was great. And, and I guess that's what's so exciting about horror is you can do so many things with it. Because it, most of horror, now there are definitely pockets where that is not the case. And we are very highbrow. <laughs> but most of horror is, like, so open to new ideas, new forms, like we're open to mixing comedy with our scares. We're open to kind of exploring new ground. And that's why you see a lot of um, a lot of the things that move film as a whole forward come mm. out of the horror and science fiction genres. Yeah. Fantasy, not as much because fantasy costs most fantasy costs a lot of money. You do have imaginative directors who are doing fantasy on budgets, but like mostly it's sci-fi and horror that are kind of driving innovation. And it's because they're a lot more, for the most part, open and open-minded about um, doing films like this one Mm. that's like totally different from anything I've ever seen. Yeah. So with that being said, I believe it is time for us to uh, lay down the hammer if you if you will, are you going to chill with this film or are you going to kill it? I'm going to chill with it. And I will say that as we were watching it, I kept going back and forth in my mind as mm-hmm. to whether I was going to. I'm like, as I'm watching it, and I try not to do this most of the time, but this movie was so honestly weird that like as we're watching the film, I'm like, what am I going to say on Netflix and kill? Like, <laughs> like, am I going to chill with this movie? Am I going to kill this movie? Like, what? what yeah, I didn't know what you were going to say. Do I like it? Do I not like it? I think you were really worried that I didn't like it. Because at the end, you were like, I just I feel like I've got to sit on this. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if I like it or not. And you literally told me, like, I don't know if I like this or not. I really did. Do you hear that, clown boy? I feel like i got to sit on it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 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 no. Um... <laughs> But I I actually feel like what I said was I have to sleep on it, which makes more sense than if I was, what if at any time I was undecided about anything in my life, I was like, I feel like I just got to sit on it. Like, (laughs) people were like, what? Hey, sometimes you just have to sit on it. Sometimes you do. I recommend it. So anyway, getting back to my point, um, it was so weird and so different from anything else, like the frame of reference, I feel like, wasn't really there for me. Like, I mean, you can compare it to clown films, but it's really outside the box. And you can kind of compare it to horror comedy, but it's like the like farthest extreme 
of horror comedy, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of sort of, I guess, compare it to fantasy, but like it, it's it kind of resists being fit into a box, being fit into a label. And I kind of, in the end, that's what I really appreciate about the movie is that it does resist that. It is a lot of different things all at one time, but it's committed to being itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it kind of rejects a lot of the um, things that people say or think horror should be, and it just is what it is. Like, they had a story to tell, and they had a lot of fun telling it. And yeah. that was one of the things that was really cool. We actually did get a little bit of a blooper reel at the end, which I thought was really cool. And usually I think that, I that type of thing is cheesy. I love but blooper I reels. I love it. No, I love blooper reels at the end of a film. I absolutely love it. I was so happy to see that. A, a lot of times it will take me out of it. Like, I'm, I'm cool with... I like watching blooper reels, but I like it to be separate from the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on... Like, watch the credits and watch these bloopers. But in this film, I really liked it. Because it's almost like... A part of the film A part of the movie itself. It's almost like we're commenting on the form that we're using, this film, with these actors. Yeah. We're we're sort of commenting on that in the context of the larger story. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Um, So I liked it. I think it's a great movie to, if you indulge in substances, uh, I think it's a great movie if you want to light up, smoke a bowl, watch a movie. I feel like it would be either really, really fun or really fucking terrifying. So make sure you have somebody there in case you freak the fuck out. Um, It's a great drinking movie. I think it would have some great drinking games. I think it has rewatch value, honestly. I would probably watch it again um, because it was fun. and it's really good to watch with friends, I, I think. It was really fun to have you there with me because I know mm-hmm. we had talked about watching it separately because we're so crazy busy right now, which you guys know we never watch Netflix and Kill separately. We always watch it together. Um, but we had actually talked about doing that with this film, and I'm so glad that we didn't because I think... It only amplified yeah, the, the comedy. Having people it. there with you to, to watch a movie like this is... Um, I wouldn't say really important because that sounds like I'm trying to tell you how to live your life. And if you're a fucking shut in, like live your life, baby. But um, this is a really good movie to watch with friends. Yeah. Because, and even if you've seen it, it's a really good movie to watch with friends because then you get to watch them see all of the crazy shit in this movie for Mm -hmm. the first time. And it's just really cool. Mm -hmm. So anyway, (laughs) I feel like I've talked for an hour. (laughs) I feel like I've given a lecture. Um, She's given a master class I, I, on I, how to sit on clown dick. <laughs> hmm. 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 Uh, you said he has a wife and kids? No. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so, so what did you think? I I immediately loved this film. Um, from the opening, I knew I was going to like it. Um, and it didn't, uh, it didn't let me down. Whereas I feel like you sort of like went back and forth, like, do I like this? Do I not like this? You were signed on. I was signed on immediately from the I moment. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell really. From we the, watching. from the moment the scene opens and he is fucking this girl from the back. And then like, there's the horn, a clown horn going off. That was great. When he, while he's fucking her. He, well, at the same he had time. His, he had his horn around his neck. Yeah. And like, at one point the horn gets between like her ass and like his stomach. Yeah. And like the clown horn honks a couple times. And I don't know if that was like <laughs> fate 
Like, if it truly was an accident, it seems like the most brilliant actor choice ever. But if it was just fate, it was perfect. Yeah. From, Amazing. From that moment on, I knew I was going to like it. Because this film, for me, really appeals to my one of my favorite areas of comedy. Which, again, is that sort of, like, black comedy. That, like, sort of dark, um, it not for everybody type of comedy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So things that make me laugh are things like that. Or like there's a scene in the film where um, I think the main guy says hello to someone. And Tommy. then as they're Tommy. Yeah. As Tommy's saying hello to someone. And then as they walk by, they just say, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit like that. <laughs> I live for shit like that. And Or no, when uh, the, after the first scene, right, when he realizes he's late for the birthday party. Uh-huh. This is before the clown is dead. <laughs> he like he's just a schmuck, and uh, he he rolls up to this kid's birthday party, and he's late. And the mom comes out on the driveway, and she's like, "Oh, you're late." And he's like, "Oh, and you're fucking ugly." Like <laughs> no, but he doesn't amazing. say like that. You got to use the accent. He goes, "She goes, you're late," and he goes, "And you're fucking ugly." <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Amazing. That is that is the accents I- in this movie are also fabulous. Yeah, it was filmed in Ireland. Of course, yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, it really appeals to. That's why you fucking like it, you bitch. (laughs) Also, maybe that, but I think you gave it points. (laughs) Um, but no, it just really that that's uh that's some of my favorite comedy. Um, it really gets to me, really makes me laugh. I think again, I agree with you that it has rewatch value. I think there are things that I could laugh about again. Um. I don't think I would necessarily... I think I caught everything, but I think the jokes and the things that happen have rewatch value in them in that I will laugh at them again. Yeah, yeah. No, Not necessarily fun. that I can rewatch it because I'll see something different or no. new. No, no, I got no. everything the first time. Yeah, you... But... Yeah. I'm just rewatching it just because I want to see those same fucking scenes again because they were hilarious. Right. It's not like you're going to discover something new, but you are going to kind of enjoy... You know... You got everything that you needed to get, mm-hmm. and you know what you're signing up for. It's just it's just fun to take the ride again. It's kind of like a roller coaster. If you yeah. ride a roller coaster for the first time, like you got everything you needed, but you can go back and ride it 12 more times just yeah. because it was so much fun. I actually wouldn't mind or could possibly see this turning into like a series with Stitches the Clown. That would be cool. Like I. I could see that happening. I could see like a spinoff happening if that you know were to be a thing where yeah. Stitches, the zombie killer clown, just fucking lives in society and like does what he does and is absolutely hilarious doing it. So for me, I'm I'd fucking chilling with it I'd watch all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's our review on um, Stitches. We definitely recommend that you go watch it on Netflix um, by yourself if you want to, but we definitely recommend a friend, spirit, or otherwise. Here's the thing. If you watch this movie by yourself, you're going to want to talk about this movie. So you should probably watch it with somebody mm-hmm. or if you don't have any fucking friends because you're a loser or just better than everybody else. You can fucking live fucking tweet case. us. Live tweet us live at tweet The Haunted us, Heart. Or... Join our Facebook group. Yeah. Because uh, Facebook group always has uh, conversations about the films that we watch for Netflix and Kill. I know that some of you guys actually go watch the film before the episode comes out or uh, you'll watch it after the episode. Um, So if you want to talk about the movie with 
people who can understand you, because after you watch this movie, you will be a changed person. You will be different than you were before. And you cannot talk to society about the things in this film openly. Or the police will come for you. Um, but you can join our Facebook group. Uh, just search The Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can request to join. It is a closed group because we talk about things like crazy ass, like clown murder. Uh, clown murder? Clown, clown murderers. Clown murderers. But now that makes me want to find like a clown murder case, like where the clown was murdered, where we flipped Ooh, the script. Okay. So we'll have to make a Might note. Might be foreshadowing for a future episode. Yeah. So join the Facebook group. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're also on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. We're on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. And yeah, let us know what you think of this movie. I think people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. Yeah. Um, so I'm think interested. It, some people will think it's stupid. Yeah. I'm interested to hear either way. I mean, it is fucking stupid, but that's the point of the movie. Like, it, I mean, it is. Yeah. But, like, yeah. But it's it knows that it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not like trying yeah. to be anything it's not i appreciate it yeah yeah so that's our episode guys thank you so much for joining us yes thank you for being here with us this evening and as always stay spooky, spooky.